Welcome to Hughes from the Heart, the free version versus the premium content. Hopefully you like the free stuff enough to want to come over and support the podcast because the lights don't stay on by themselves. The heartbeat of Hughes from the Heart needs your assistance with either a donation to my Venmo, which is Radio Spencer, or a subscription to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Spencer Hughes. People listening to this podcast right now all over the world. And I would love to see some of you transition from the free content to the paid content because there are so many of you. So many of you listening to the podcast from all over the world. I'm not kidding you when I say all over the world. 48 countries. Over 800 global cities. It's pretty amazing. I'm trying to load the information right now. And uh, 829 total global cities, 48 countries. So you are out there listening. I appreciate you very, very much. Be patient with me. That's the topic today, patience. (laughs) I want to tell you about my sponsor, who happened to be my wife and daughter, Sarah and Audrey, and the best soy wax candles you will ever burn. Trust me. Satisfaction guaranteed. If you don't like them, they'll take care of you. But you will love them. You will love them. Silva House Market candles can be found at silvahousemarket.com. Dozens of great scents. And they ship all over the world. These candles have been in Singapore. They've been in Germany. They've been all over the place. And they could be in your home or office bringing you relaxation or invigoration. They have scents to do either one and everything in between. I'm a big fan and believer of aromatherapy, and they use just the best ingredients in their soy wax candles, and they make them by hand in our home. My wife and daughter, I'm so proud of them. Please discover Silva House Market today at silvahousemarket.com and put in promo code SPENCER10, SPENCER10, and save 10% off your order. And follow them on Instagram and give them a like on their Facebook as well under Silva House Market. I found this on Everyday Health, and I think it's an important topic to talk about, and it is how to practice patience. Patience is, they say patience is a virtue. It probably is, but it's something that is very, very rare these days because a lot of us have grown up, uh, myself included, kind of in the fast food culture and the fast food mentality. Now, my parents didn't really have fast food They had, uh, you know, drive-ins and stuff where they would drive up and somebody would come out and take their order, but they still went in and cooked it. It wasn't under a heat lamp and they just brought it out and put it on their plate. This is uh, something that's getting worse and worse, I think, our, our patience threshold, because we want everything now. Many of us grew up in the now uh, generation, I guess. Me, 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 now, now, now. I want it now. I want it sooner than now. And look what happens when someone has to wait like a whole five minutes for their fast food. They start getting impatient. They start honking at the car in front of them. What's taking so long? They just gave you a meal. Well, you bought it. They didn't give it to you. But you just purchased a meal, and it was ready within minutes. And you'll probably eat it in even less time. And given a few more minutes, you'll start digesting it. And this whole cycle happened in probably less than an hour. I mean, isn't that pretty incredible? From the time you thought of you wanted, what you wanted to eat to going somewhere to get it, eating it, digesting it, to 
having to be a distant memory all in less than an hour. I mean, that's pretty incredible. And yet it's not fast enough for most people. While some people are naturally more patient than others, some of us are more inclined to resort to clenching our fists, getting white-knuckled over stuff, screaming, stomping, and maybe even giving up altogether. I remember, this is kind of a fun story, I met Ozzy Osbourne years ago at a book signing in San Francisco, and uh, my stepsons who were getting into the music at the time, and at the time they weren't yet the heavy metal guitarists that they are. I mean, they're heavy metal gods, as far as I'm concerned, behind uh, you know, uh, a guitar with a guitar in front of them. They're pretty incredible. But they were much younger at the time. They were little kids. And they said, nah, don't we have to wait in line? It's going to take a long time. We're going to meet Ozzy Osbourne. That's cool, but I don't want to have to wait. They just wanted to like get to the front of the line, I guess. And I, I went by myself. And in less than an hour, you know, I got there early when the line started and got a good place in line. Less than an hour later, I shook hands with Ozzy Osbourne and walked away with the uh, paid copy of his book, which he autographed. So there's an example where people just kind of give up. And they're like, I don't know. Another thing I took him to was to meet Buzz Aldrin, second man to ever walk on the moon behind Neil Armstrong, right? And there he was on the USS Hornet famed World War II aircraft carrier out in uh, Alameda, across from San Francisco. And that was another long wait, and some of the kids didn't want to go because like, I don't want to wait in line. I'm like, this is a guy who walked on the moon, for God's sakes, he walked on the moon. I mean, even if it took all day, I mean, what does it mean, right? Well, experts say that it's absolutely possible to learn to be more patient. In a nutshell, patience is the ability to stay calm in the face of adversity, Right? Waiting, frustration, or suffering. According to Sarah Schnichter, PhD, an associate professor of psychology and neuroscience at Baylor University in Waco, Texas. And she studies patience along with other character strengths like gratitude and forgiveness and generosity, all very important things. According to Dr. Schnichter's research over the years, cultivating patience is absolutely worth doing. Her research found that patient people tended to have higher life satisfaction, self-esteem, and a sense of self-control that aided in achieving life goals. Her other findings suggest that patient people are less likely to report symptoms of depression and loneliness, along with fewer health ailments like headaches, acne flare-ups, ulcers, and diarrhea. But it takes work, like everything else in life worth getting. It takes work. Schnichter says, there's no fast, easy way to become patient. It's a lifetime pursuit. It takes a lot of patience to build patience. Here are some things you can do, some tips to keep your impatience at bay the next time you're ready to implode. First, tap into your emotions and accept discomfort. When you're dealing with a frustrating situation, as we often do, do some introspective work, according to Schnichter. When you can feel yourself starting to get frustrated, take inventory of your emotions, what's triggering you, and even what your energy levels are at the time. You might discover that you're hangry, something I've podcast on before here on Hughes from the Hard. Maybe you're upset about a comment your boss made the other day. You didn't get enough sleep last night. Understand why someone or something is getting under your skin. And then parse out what's really important. Are you taking stress from work out on your family at home at dinner time? Is your anger about being delayed in traffic, being triggered by frustration over not having as much time as you would like to socialize with friends this week? 
Maybe you're worried about an upcoming doctor appointment. Taking stock of all the factors leading to your impatience may help you rectify the situation, calm you down, lead you to recognize what's actually throwing you off kilter, being anxious about an upcoming deadline maybe, and feel more patient toward the thing in front of you, which is the barista getting your coffee order wrong and you acting like it's World War III because of it. Number two, reframe the experience. Give cognitive reappraisal a try. It's a technique in which you think of your experience from a different vantage point. According to Kate Sweeney, PhD, she is a psychology professor at the University of California in Riverside, and she studies the psychology of uncertainty and the psychology of waiting. Let's say you have a commute every day to and from work, right? Instead of getting angry about it, being distressed about it, moaning about it, groaning about it, reframe it. Use it as an opportunity to listen to this podcast. Seriously. And when we reframe things, we change our reality about the situation. It works every time. Our mindset matters. Mindset is everything. It's one of the biggest hashtags of this podcast. Mindset is everything. Cognitive reappraisal goes hand in hand with practicing gratitude as well, according to Schnichter. Forge a new habit of making a list of three things, big or small, that you're thankful for in your life. A study published in the journal Emotion found that being grateful for what you have can reduce impatience. Another tip is to look at the big picture. This is such an important tip with so many things in life, really all of life, is to look at the bigger picture. We tend to get lost in the minutiae and the tiny details and the smaller picture. Schnichter says that keeping in mind your higher purpose or goals can also help you cope when you're feeling frazzled. A goal that's tied to a cause that you really, really care about, such as saving up for a home, let's say, for your family, achieving a career or health goal, may make the tough moments of your job feel more worthwhile. In her research published in 2020 in the Journal of Personality, Schnichter studied nearly 400 Americans between 12 and 22 years of age who were training for a charity marathon in Chicago and Los Angeles. Those who were preparing for the marathon because they wanted to raise money to provide clean water to schools in Africa were more dedicated to their regular training sessions than those who signed up merely to improve their fitness. Schnichter says, think about your purpose even when you're not upset so that it's always accessible to you. Number four, plan ahead for stressful situations. Another strategy for keeping impatience at bay is to future-proof your day so you aren't caught in an aggravating situation. According to Deborah R. Comer, Ph.D., the Mel Wetz Distinguished Professor in Business at Hofstra University in Hempstead, New York. She studies organizational socialization and virtuous behaviors. Don't pack your workday with back-to-back meetings that won't leave you time to grab lunch or use the bathroom or just take a breather, for example. Anticipate situations that may irritate you and come prepared. If you're going to be in a hospital or a doctor's office waiting room for a long period of time, bring your favorite book, bring your Kindle, uh, magazine, something. Uh, you know, Have your phone so you can go through your emails and catch up on emails or something like that. Or spend some time on a hobby if you can while you're in the waiting room. Dr. Comer says, when you prepare yourself, you won't feel that anxiety of being rushed or frustration from wasting your time. That also means getting adequate sleep each night, eating healthy foods, making time for exercise. Everyone's a bit more on edge if they're sleep deprived. Have you noticed that? And if you're hangry, you're more on edge. 
If you have a big day coming up or deadlines to meet at work, pay attention to your physical health and manage your stress levels, and you'll be able to steer away more easily from circumstances that will test your patience. Number five, practice your coping strategies. Oh, so important. From meditating to box breathing to going for a run, familiarize yourself with coping strategies that work best for you. That's according to MJ Ryan, executive coach, author of The Power of Patience, How This Old-Fashioned Virtue Can Improve Your Life. Work on a combination of strategies to help you cope with stress in the moment and other ones that will be more preemptively helping train your brain to be less reactive to stressors when they do show up. Ryan says the old advice to count to 10 before speaking in a heated situation really does work. It gives you a chance to remember what really matters to you, blowing off steam or finding an effective solution. If 10 doesn't work, count till 20. It'll shift your thoughts away from your anger-inducing plight, and before you know it, the moment will have passed. Track your progress. Getting specific is the key to successful goal setting, so decide on what aspects of your life require more of your patience and track whether you're improving or not. You could, for example, choose to work on being more patient with your little ones or your partner. To track your progress, keep a simple tally of each time you lose patience and each time you deploy the tactics that we've talked about successfully. Then see how many ticks you have in either column at the end of the week. The more you practice and give yourself grace, that's so important, the sooner you'll get into the habit of stopping yourself before having a meltdown. And finally, start small, stay committed. Again, great life advice in general. Start small, whether you're tackling clutter in your house or trying to foster patience and more patience in your life. Start small, stay committed. When you're tackling patience with these strategies in tow, start with easy wins, according to Dr. Sweeney. That could mean giving yourself a high five when you stand in line at the grocery store for 10 minutes without leaving in a huff and a puff, or going for a walk instead of hitting send on a passive-aggressive email to someone. Sweeney says, don't try it for the first time on a big blowout fight with your partner. Don't expect an overnight transformation. Schnichter suggests that some people could see change in as few as, uh, in as, few, as a few uh, days or weeks, but it's an incremental shift that will vary from person to person. Hey, thanks for your patience for listening to this podcast. It was about 15 minutes of your time. You could have spent somewhere else, and I appreciate you spending it here with me. On Hughes from the Heart, again, the podcast doesn't pay for itself, so please help me out here, my friends. We're barely keeping the lights on. I'm not kidding you. I I debate all the time whether to keep doing this podcast or not. i got to start seeing some level of support from the folks out there on the free side. Please come over to the paid side. It's a dollar a month, a dollar a month. That's it. You probably thought it was a lot more than that. You get a daily podcast for a dollar a month. That's three pennies a day. How many of you would work for three pennies a day? None of you. I'm stupid enough to do it for three pennies a day. So come and join us today. Patreon.com slash Spencer Hughes or make a donation to my Venmo. Radio Spencer is my Venmo account. I have a phone number I want to give you, and I know this may not work so easily with our international listeners. We have people, again, in 48 countries. So I appreciate each and every one of you. But here is an American-based phone number where you can leave me a voicemail or send me a text. I'd love to hear from you. Say, this is Jane in Austin, Texas. This is Joe in Italy. This is, you know, whoever you happen to be. I'd love to know where you're listening from and if you have any comments about the podcast. And we might even play some of those comments on a future episode. So know that your comments or your texts may be read and played on a future podcast of Hughes from the Heart, a future episode. Here's that number, 360-545-3889. 
360-545-3889. You can also contact me through the contact link on my website, HughesFromTheHeart.com. If you go to HughesFromTheHeart.com slash contact, you can get through to me that way as well. I would really appreciate a four- or five-star review. People really underestimate, I think, the power of a review. This is why restaurants and authors and businesses of all kinds are always looking for your review. Right after you do service with them, right, you get an email or a text saying, please let us know how we did. It's so important, especially in this ever-growing world of podcasts where there are just thousands of new podcasts every month. We are drowning in obscurity, my friends. So please help us get out of that obscurity a little bit at a time by leaving a positive review. Leave a four- or five-star review today at HughesFromTheHeart.com slash reviews. I'd really appreciate it. So I want to start hearing more from you. Gave you my own personal phone number. You can text me, leave me a voicemail. You can email me through my website at the contact link. And I would really, really love it if you would help spread the word about the podcast. And if you haven't joined, I'm not quite sure why you haven't yet please do so today. Today, make it the day that you join the Patreon. It's a dollar a month. I promise you, it will not break you. It's not going to make or break you over a dollar a month. It will make you, I think, a better human being. So I shouldn't say it won't make or break you. It won't break you, let's say. Uh, you're not going to be short on your mortgage or your car payment or your kid's college uh, you know, tuition this month because of $1 a month on Hughes from the Heart. I promise you won't even feel it. Join today, my friends, patreon.com slash Spencer Hughes. And remember, to buy the best soy wax candles you will ever buy at silvahousemarket.com. Promo code SPENCER10. SPENCER10 saves you 10%. Thanks a lot. Much love to you. We'll talk again real soon.